sports listeners. I'm your host, Erica Salda, the queen of team. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This whole hour of Santa Barbara Teen Athletes. Woo! And we're talking all athletes. Welcome, everybody, as 2020, well, 2020, it's not 2020, it's 2022. As 2022 continues, first person in the house this morning, ready to give our San Marcos High School Royal Recap, Shakir Ahmad. Oh, good morning. I'm here with the Royal Recap, and I am Shaq on the air, and I got some San Marcos sports news for you. Uh, well, not as much as usual, because COVID has, of course, postponed indoor sports this week, which that made me sad because we were supposed to play DP. We didn't get to for basketball. And on top of boys and girls basketball being canceled this week, uh, wrestling also got canceled. This was have a big match against DP. That was going to be a good one. But alas, that did not happen. But what did happen this week, girls soccer beat DP 2-0 Tuesday night. I caught the second half of that game. Not too much happened then. They scored most of their goals before I showed up in the first half, so I missed out. But boys soccer, they beat DP 5-0. Dang. Uh, again, I missed out on all the goals because all I got to say like the first like 20-something minutes, and I had to go because I had to meet my mom for something. So that made me sad. I didn't get to see any goals. So, oh well. But uh, <laughs> yesterday, uh, SM girls water polo, they beat Cabrillo 16 to three. Wow. That's, yeah, clap it up for them. They beat Cabrillo. Oh my. And what sucks, I can't, I can't really see any of the girls water polo games either because basketball practice is like the exact same time. And even though we're basically right next to each other when they're in our home pool, I don't even get to see any of it, so. Oh well, but from girls water polo, Kate Meyer, she's this week's McDonald's after the week. Yay. Uh, and we had to record the After the Week videos this morning, and this one was a, a chaotic episode, I'd say, because uh, she wasn't here. She had to FaceTime herself on the phone when we were recording. But also, we had to do it at the same time last week's, or over breaks After the Week, which was Michelle from uh, Girls Basketball. So we had both of them at the same time, and I was talking to both of them, and one was on the phone, and it was all over the place. Uh, but going back to Michelle from Girls Basketball, uh, over break, uh, she had a buzzer beater win against Oxnard in the championship of the Constellation bracket for them. So shout out to her. And back to over break. Um, I didn't get to check in too much with wrestling. But I believe they had a tournament. I'm not fully sure how they did well. But hopefully next week I'll have more on them if we're able to play more. And that leads me lastly to boys basketball from over break. Our first tournament was down at Mission Prep. Tough tournament, some good teams. We did all right, but this last week of break, we are in the Santa Barbara Classic, and we went 3-0 and with our fourth game being canceled due to COVID cancellation, so that would have been fun oh. to play. But I do have some wild news because that last Santa Barbara Classic tournament, we only had seven players uh, due to people getting sick from the last tournament, and with those seven, we still managed to win all our games. The first game was kind of close, but the second game we won by 60, 94-34. Wow. wow! I had my career high, 25. That was fun. And then after that, we got to play against Bishop. Uh, they thought they were going to get us because we only had like seven of our players, and then we beat them by 30, so that was another fun one. We knew all the guys, so it's a little personal, wow. but it was a fun little hometown rival, so yeah, and... 
I think I think that rounds up the Royal Recap. I don't. I, I can see I'm sitting nice. in Mr. Hyman's chair. You got it, He's not here today, so I still his seat. So. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all I got. You might. You might fit in that seat nicely, you know, after you get out of school, start off with assistance, you know, work your way up. I like it. You could do, you know, something Shakira, you could do anything that you want to do. But I have a quick question here since we have Dr. Amy in the house and she does MD, and she also does uh, holistic medicine, mindfulness training. But my whole thing is that you for right now getting hyped and getting ready. And then with maybe a, you know, less than 24 hour cancellation on a tournament like how do you bounce back from that like play not play play not play that's got to mess with your psyche how do you deal with that yeah i mean we're still practicing right now we're getting the rest of our players back so we're up to like 12 today so missing is two more uh one just got covid yesterday so oops and then we get our coach back uh next week so Hopefully by then we'll know if we're actually playing next week. Uh, I hope we play next week, but it sounds like if we do, we might not have fans in the stands, which sucks because we're going to play Santa Barbara potentially. Oh, no. No. <laughs> but That'd be a roaring I'm, cloud. I'm all right. I'm, I'm getting through it. I had to move out of my house though the other day. My sister got COVID and my dad just got it the other day. So I've been at the house like the last four days staying at some kid's house. And I love being there because like, they have like big dinners and that makes me happy because I get that. <laughs> so I'll take that. You're, you're yeah, isolating. Was that? I was saying you're isolating at a friend's house. Well, I mean, yeah, because I haven't got, I keep testing negative. I don't know how I keep getting it. My teammates be getting it. My family's getting it and I get it. So <laughs> yay me. So <laughs> I'm going to try to keep not getting it. Excellent. Excellent. So, Dr. Amy, how do you respond to athletes? It's kind of like that executive stress where you don't know when the game's going to actually happen. How do you help kids deal with that? I think Shakir's provided a really nice example of just kind of rolling with it a moment at a time. And it's like, okay, we got seven. We'll do the best with seven. Okay, no fans. We'll be our own fans. Uh, we'll carry our fans' love in our heart. Um, so I think Shakir's provided a really nice example of just meeting the moment with as much kind of compassion, humor, and resilience as possible. And so he's 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 showing us how to do it. Yay! I try to keep the positive vibes going. I do my best. <laughs> well, you made, it sounds like you made a lot of scoring in, in that one game. Can you give us a rundown of your favorite play that you made? My favorite play? Uh, you had a 360 dunk. No. <laughs> no, I did get assist to one of my teammates who got a dunk in that game. So that was cool for him. That was like his second game dunk. Nice. Uh, but one of the games, that, the game where I balled out, had 29. I had five threes that game. So that's the most I had in the game. So. That's that was awesome. pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. Excellent. 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 Well, I know we want you to manage those grades because we don't want you to slide from the four or five. You know what I'm saying? Big dog. I just got my AP literature grade back up to an A. So, like, I'm going to try to hold it there for the next week and a half. And then hopefully I can finish out with 
my days and my two classes. Nice. Yeah. All right. Senior and, life. Uh, we, we've got to hook up with you and uh, Dr. D for, uh, I don't know, we'll see what's going to be in your future, a little internship uh, at News Press Radio, which is, it's a score for them and it's a score for you. And that's what this community show is all about Ooh. is to connect. So Shakir, God bless you. Thank you so much. All right. Of course. We'll Thank check you for in with you soon. What a magical person. And it's so nice. And just a, a, a reflection of what this new youth and generation is, has come up with. And I'm so excited. You know, when you, when you hit 60 years old, you get kind of, Oh, oh boy, because I don't think we did a really good job for these guys. But you know something? I'm 100% confident in this new generation. They're smarter, quicker, faster. And with technology, you don't know where they're going to go. So I'm so happy, 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 happy. Um, let's do this. Let's take another. Let's take a quick break. Okay, we got a full house today. We'll get every, all the introductions right after these messages. And this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Welcome back to Teen Sports Radio. We've got so many co-hosts in the house. We have Christine Marie. We have Don Sanders, Dr. Amy Salzman, and our wonderful producer, Richard Dugan. Christine Marie has been doing uh, quite an extensive study on uh, is it 15 qualities of leadership christine it's the 15 commitment to conscious leadership it's a book by jim detmer diana chapman and kaylee warner clamp and we've been you know before the end of the year we went through several uh we went through the first four commitments um and, but by the way this is christine marie with a view from the deck um and I'm, now i'm doing the conscious leadership commitments and the first four commitments were number one taking radical responsibility number two learning through curiosity number three feeling all our feelings and number four speaking candidly being truthful and authentic and number five is the is one that i think is so important um, so commitment number five is what we're starting 2022 with, I guess, you know, here we are, or, you know, in the beginning of this new year, and it's eliminating gossip. Nice. And what's really powerful about this is the commitment. So remember, I don't know if everyone who's been listening, there's this thing about being above the line or below the line, right? So when we're below the line, it's I commit to saying things about people that I would not or will not say to them. I commit to talking about people in ways I wouldn't if they were in the room. And I, and I commit to listening to others when they gossip. And being above the line in order to eliminate gossip is the commitment to, I commit to ending gossip, talking directly to people with whom I have a concern, and encouraging others to talk directly to people with whom they have an issue or concern. And I think it's so important. I, I, I catch myself. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, these people have gone in and, and turned entire businesses around, companies around, organizations around by using kind of this one principle in the sense of, of speak to whom you are, you need to speak to. If, there's a not, if you're not feeling safe to speak to someone, there's an issue. So they're looking at all these different things. Why do people you know, what gossip, what, what are the reasons for that? And I was just, um, so what do they, oftentimes, what do they qualify as gossip versus, 
just having a general conversation and someone's name comes up. Yeah. Gossip is there's two clearly defined two like there's two issues. There's two things. It's any statement about another about another person made by someone with negative intent or any statement about another that the speaker would be unwilling to share in exactly the same way if that person were in the same room. Okay, so basically, you can test yourself. If you aren't willing to say it to their face, then you're probably gossiping. Yeah, yeah. And what's really kind of cool, too, is that they give this really great picture of this person with the face, but there's like these thoughts. There's thoughts and there's words. And the words, before they come out of your mouth, um, the first question is, is this true? If it's not true, put it back in your head. If it's true, yes, move forward. Is it helpful? If it's not helpful, put it back in your gut, you know? And then if it is helpful, yes, then say it, right? So these, and, and they even talk about how there are some theories where gossip is positive because you can create relationships and this, that, and the other. But they're saying in this book that actually that's not. You, you can create real, true, authentic relationships by speaking truth and creating environments where people feel comfortable and safe speaking the truth. Oftentimes, I said the reasons like why do people gossip? You know, to make other people feel wrong so that we feel right, to gain validation. Um, to control other people, you know, by like kind of um, to get yeah. attention and then to divert attention. You know, like when you get when, when little kids get caught with something or getting caught. Well, they did that. You know, you did that. <laughs> I mean, we do it, too. We're, we're all we all have our inner children um, and um, avoid and to avoid conflict. So and to avoid feeling or expressing authentic emotions um, and to create alliances. So I think sometimes it's just scary to tell the truth. And when there's a climate of a lot of gossip, it's because people aren't able to tell the truth. And um, uh, that's excellent. Yeah. And so if you're going to say it in a in a positive way, instead of saying don't gossip, what would be a positive statement for 2022? Well, what these people are talking about is um, using a clearing model and separating fact from story. So the, the, one of my favorite questions that they talked about is conscious leaders make a clear and constant distinction between facts and the stories they make up about the facts. There oh, are like facts. It. A person walks into the room. They say something. They get red in the face. They might raise their voice. Those are the facts. What the story is behind that. This person came into the room. They yelled at me. They hate me. Or I messed up and I'm wrong and I'm bad. Maybe that person was just having a bad day, but it's our story. And what's beautiful, what, one of the other things that really, you know, is, is this understanding that um, conscious leaders really, they allow for the story. They bring the facts into the room. These are the facts. The person walked into the room, da, da, da. What's your perspective? What's your story? To get a fuller perspective of, what, of what's happening. And everybody's in the room speaking about it in a way that they would you know, that you can speak to other people and being as authentic as possible. So going through the first four steps are really important as well. You know, feeling your feelings, allowing yourself to see what's happening for yourself. And so that, that, but you know, the commitment here, like when they talk about the commitment to gossiping, it's like if, when you, when you change it, right. Um, when you change gossip, like the first thing to do is to essentially you have to clean it up. And when you clean up gossip, there's three things you have to do. One, you have to reveal to those to whom you've been gossiping. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. You know, I've been, I'm, 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 
I've been, I'm gossiping to you and I should not be gossiping. This is something I should be talking to Sarah about. I apologize for that. And then, you know, to reveal to the person you have been gossiping about. I'm so sorry, Sarah, I was gossiping about you. And really it's because I have an issue with you. And then reveal to the, you know, um, that's, that. and then, well, then there's the person where you're saying, you know, um, I've been, I've been, per I've been listening to you. So here's like where you've been as, because in gossip, there's, there's both, both people are gossipers. The person who's gossiping and the person who's listening is really important yeah. as a listener to say, you know what? I think you should talk to Sarah about this yourself, because this sounds like something you need to deal with her and find a way to deal with. And oh, that's a thing to do. Yeah. 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 Dr. Amy, uh, un unmute, uh, unmute. There you go. I know you asked me to talk about something else, but Christine Marie inspired me. So I just want to kind of maybe give a super um, simple summary of what Christine Marie said. And this is in my book, a Still Quiet Place for Athletes or a Still Quiet Place for Teens. It's in both. <coughs> but a really helpful mnemonic for this is think before you speak. So think is, is it true? Is it helpful? Christine Marie covered those. Is it inspiring? Is it necessary? Is it kind? And when I do think, I do it with an exclamation point. So it's like, would you want your mom or your grandma or your college recruiter to have heard you say what you're saying? And if the answer is no, don't say it. Don't post it, don't tweet it, you know, write it in your journal or something, but keep your words clean and in integrity. Mm. I love that. So think, so we've got true, helpful, inspiring, necessary, and kind. And then the exclamation point is, would you want someone who matters to you, your mom, your grandma, your recruiter, your current coach, someone you, you know, care for and respect, would you want them to hear you <sighs> saying this or read that you posted it? Yeah. I love it. I love it. Oh, thank you for that, Dr. Amy. That's perfect. Don, I'm sure you've got some golden words of wisdom to add to this. Hmm. I'm thinking as I'm hearing you two uh, speak about that is a is raise your vibration. You know, uh, we we definitely we the universe, the universe echoes what kind of the vibrations we're putting out. And so if we're putting out if we're putting out positive, then that's going to come back. We can't we can't be snarky and expect the world's going to love us because, you know, whatever, you know, it's like what goes around comes around. It's like uh that's that's a, a folk expression that, that is exactly that. You put it out there. And so you're not always going to be in a frame of mind necessarily to go through a mental checklist of, you know, self-reflection like that. If you can just set your tone. I mean, you know, that's one of the reasons that that in my practice, I chant this Nam Renge Kyo in the morning. It just it, it gets you it, it raises things up to where you're coming from a, in physics. They, they have a thing called chaos theory that, that describes the behavior of chaotic systems. And they talk about a strange attractor 
predicts the formation of semi-stable patterns that lack a fixed spatial position. So, you know, a specific, once, once uh, an attractor is in a field, other components will draw closer to that field and then they'll reach a semi-stable configuration, even though, you know, the, the universe and atoms and us is just a lot of empty space with great potential arising from, you know, that empty space. So if we're putting out a positive direction or a positive vibe, we're going to we're going to attract that back. And it's and that's, you know, uh, the conscious effort to encourage rather than, uh, you know, take somebody to task or judge them or chew them out for something, you know, uh, just like if, if you feel like you've just been stepped on, then maybe you want to, you know, turn that around and praise them like, wow, I really like that red scarf you're wearing today, whatever it is. So, you know, in a little ways and big ways, you know, we've always got that choice. So we want to rack up more. I think that's kind of like the above and below the line kind of stuff you were talking about, Christine. I love it. I love it. And I, uh, how about when we come back from the break, Christine Marie, you can pull a card that might blend into our conversation. We'll be right back. And this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Welcome back to Teen Sports Radio. This is Christine Marie with a view from the deck. And uh-huh. I actually chose this card out of the deck because it's one that I uh, that comes up a lot and I really love. It's the Two of Pentacles. It talks about change and it has a person... Um, uh, juggling two balls in a an, in a lemniscate or a um, infinity sign sort of um, configuration. And when I think about this card, I think about thinking, feeling, and willing. I think about when a thought comes into our mind. It's really important to run that thought through our heart before we give it to our mouth or our body to move forward with. Um, and in the same way that when thought comes to us, when somebody says or does something to us, to run it through our heart before we give it to our mind and then run it back again through our heart from our mind before we give it to our mouth. Because there's such a difference of when someone say our very best friend in the world just says something really mean out of nowhere. If they're our best friend in the world and we take a moment to feel it in our heart, we say, wow, that really hurt. Wow, you don't usually say hurtful things. Are you okay? Right? That's a different conversation than, well, oh, yeah, boom. You know, so it's taking that moment um, the, 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 to, to, to shift and, and the, the understanding that there is this, you know, the, the frontal cortex of the brain, the most evolved part of our human brains um, are connected to our gut and to our heart. And our reptilian brain is not. Our reptil- reptilian brain is connected to survival and you know, death or, you know, winning or death, you know? So, so that moment that we come into our heart brings us up into our frontal cortex. And I, that, so this card, when it comes, I really, that's the question. That's why I speak to that a lot about really just taking a moment and, and allowing our body and our, um, and what's happening in our body to feeling into our body and into our heart and integrating that with our thoughts before we move forward with action or speech. 
So beautiful. Dr. Amy, you have something to add. Perfect lead in, Christine. We knew it was going to work this way. <laughs> so um, a process for this. I liked what Christine said about the cycle through the mind, the heart, the mouth. Like that. I like that. And a, a process for that is when something difficult happens, either in real time or if it's really loaded, you may want to do this before you have the conversation to first stop and consider what am I thinking and what am I feeling and what do I want? Mm. That part we usually nail. Sometimes we need to drop down because like the first thought or feeling is just the reactionary thing like, oh, she's being such a jerk when really the thing is I'm feeling hurt. Mm -hmm. um, the next part is a little bit harder, but it's really stepping into the other person's shoes. So we need to step out of our shoes and really step into their shoes. What is Christina said, Sarah, so we'll stick with Sarah. Like, what is Sarah thinking and feeling and what does she want? And maybe Sarah had a really bad day, like broke up with her boyfriend, had a fight with her parents, failed a test. You know, maybe it doesn't really have anything to do with us at all. And, you know, she just wants some kindness and some comfort. Maybe the situation's more complex than that. But when we step into the other person's shoes, then we can start to look at solutions. And the solutions can be anything from being super compassionate with someone and saying, wow, you might like bad day, bad week, bad month. How can I support you to um, I need to set a boundary with you till you can be more kind and respectful with me, even though I get that you're having a rough time. Or you may want to ask for support to have a facilitated conversation. Um, but it's really, really helpful if we can look at uh, where, where they're coming from. That can help us be much more skillful in how we respond. That is so beautiful. And I think what we're trying to impress upon our teens is that it's really about a conversation. It's not black and white. And that by increasing a conversation, we increase our relating and our relatability. And that's what relationships are all about. It's sharing feelings. Yeah. And, and it took me a long time to learn that. Go ahead. Just because you had asked me to talk about a topic that we're probably moving till next week, it's important to know that there are times and places where it's really healthy either to not have the conversation or to get support in having the conversation. And um, often that's what can be kindest to you and kindest to the other person, even if one or the other of you needs to hear something that you may not initially be so excited to hear, but there are times and places where directly speaking to someone's not wise or healthy for you. Yes. 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 Christine. And I think, you know, I have a, a women's circle and we're all older women. So, you know, <laughs> but, um, but we have a process where we will say, are you open? 
Um, are you, are you, can I, is there something, can I share something with you right now? Or it's, it's like that checking in where like, is this a good time or checking in with myself? Wow, this isn't a good time for right now, but can we speak about this later? So it's that, that, you know, and we learn those things. And in the beginning, it's hard to understand because there's so much that we want to talk about and we want to get it all out right then. But sometimes letting something sit for a little bit can be helpful. Yeah. So create, creating, go ahead, Don. I was going to say, uh, there's a there's a gap between stimulus and reaction, and we're talking about a lot of kind of uh, you know new technology, newer technology in the history of things, uh, ways to create a pause. And so, for you know, I'm thinking of an example when I was brought up, you know, in in these uh, kind of war sports like football and rugby, then then uh, what they wanted was there to be no gap between stimulus and response. And so I was just talking about this with a guy, a friend of mine who used to play. And uh, what happens is because like Amy said, you know, you're kind of connecting to limbic stuff when you're playing those kind of sports. So my friend brought up a point. Sometimes you get the stimulus and the, the, uh, the dog is already out of the, out of the yard running down the street and you have to, you, and you have to catch it. You have to catch it. Fortunately, now in my sixth decade, there's a pause there. There's a stimulus and a pause and a response. And now I can consider these wonderful things you guys are suggesting like, oh, you're having a bad day, it seems like. Can I support you somehow? Things like that. It wasn't there when I was in my teens and 20s and yeah. <laughs> maybe even a little beyond. So, so it's, it's good. You know, it, It's good that these things are evolving in this kind of way. Well, yeah, the tools that are these this new generation has, if we could share that, I didn't have those tools. First Mm -hmm. time I ever meditated was a senior in high school. Uh, Nothing that was talked about, never discussed, never used, never had it as a tool breathing. I mean, if I was injured, I was given a bag of ice. I mean, there was no training. I mean, this is even at Westmont and they have, you know, physical therapists and stuff. Now, when my son played baseball, oh, my God, he was two, two, three hours after every game getting nursed back into, uh, you know, health again. If you had anything that was bothering him, we just had to gut it out. So what they have transformed the communication and um, the process before and after games and i think it's just really the results are we can see the results and how good the athletes are today dr you know, Amy, what do you, would you agree i agree but i think dr d is telling us it's time for a break <laughs> oh thank you <laughs> all right so let's let's let's, let's have a little hooga. let's have a little hooga after these messages well now Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, 
Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday, 9 a.m. Hello, welcome back to Teen Sports Radio. This is Dominique Hackett. Um, I help teach Braille with the Philosophical Book Association for the Blind and the Santa Barbara Braille Institute, and also do things with Santa Barbara Wellness Center. And I have a section called Hackett's Hoopla Moments, and my section flows right into what we've been talking about. I wanted to talk about friendship. And I found a couple of interesting statements on friendship. It's literally called a vow of friendship from a website that talks about ideas related to uh, people who practice a philosophy uh, of druids. And it was so fascinating. I thought I would bring it up on the show. So the first one is to be able to say to your friend, I honor your path. And that statement of I honor your path is that's profound. That's uh, recognizing that your your friends around you have a journey that they are on that is their journey. And and you honor you honor that they're walking their path and you're walking your path. And then the second one for friendship, and I thought that I would say a couple and then we could talk about them. This is an interesting statement. I drink from your well. And so um, I think it, um, as teens, we first, I, I felt like when I was a teen, I had lots of friends. And then I started to realize based on life situations, wow, when something went kind of wonky, some people would not be around, but others would be around. And my parents always told me if I had five people, if I had people, you know, on one hand that I could count as a true friend, that I was a wealthy person. So I know the qualities of friendship are more profound and deeper than the qualities of a simple acquaintance. So I think the idea of I drink from you well means that the person that you're relating to and that you call a friend is someone who nourishes and inspires you. And that's something that we want to be as well. We want to be a nourishing and an inspiring person. And that fits right into what Don was talking about. And then the, um, the next one I wanted to bring up is I bring an unprotected heart to our meeting place. And that's, wow, that's something to really think about because that means that the person you consider as your deep friend is someone who you are not concerned with them wounding you. You may speak truth that may hurt at times because we're all growing or not perfect uh, in, in our daily relationships. But you're, the person you, you call your best friend is someone that you feel safe with. And you can put your guard down and actually relax and be authentic with. And um, so there are some big initial ideas. Would anyone want to jump in on those in regards to friendship? Oh, I do. I think um, I was, I had, it's funny because in the last end of the last section, I was thinking like I wanted to talk about honoring the journey and then this, this sense that we all go through these journeys and, and, and there are lessons we can learn by, op- some people learn better, best some things by observation, other people, we have to go through them. And even though something's really painful that we've been through when we have to watch our friend, um, our best friend, our you know, or our sister or our brother or our child or our mother, which it can be any way, watch them go through the same thing. We want to help them in some way. And yet sometimes the best thing to do is just be present. And I, I, one of the things I've been, the mantras I've, I've been saying to myself recently are, we're human. We're not here to be perfect. We're here to be present. 
And it's in that presentness and in that, that, that undefended heart and in that connection, that place of love that we offer each other to be just exactly who we are on our journeys and honoring those journeys is so important. I remember as a child, my sister chose a harder road than I did as a teenager. Um, and, and she did a lot of things that I learned from that. I said, Whoa, that one's not for me. Oh, wait, I think I'll try that one, you know, and I'm going to do it different this way. And, and, and I used to sometimes fight with my mom and say, she gets to have her journey, <laughs> you know? And so, um, I think it's just such a blessing to offer that for each other. That's beautiful. Richard Ellsworth, you've got ideas on friendship too. Sure. Um, so I, I really loved the, uh, the, I honor your path. I, I even wrote it down as you, as you said it, it was just such a, such a fantastic, um, fantastic quote. Um, I, I'm in a, I'm in a phase right now where I'm not quite as emotionally stable as I want to be. So I'm being a little bit egocentric. So I'm turning everything back on myself, but I think that the, I honor your path thing, I'm thinking about that in terms of how that makes me feel. And when when you say to someone that you're honoring their journey it takes all of the stress off of you right because you've already formed it's just human nature to make to make judgments and conceptions based on a whole bunch of different things about other people and when you say i honor your path you're immediately cutting yourself off and giving yourself that space to you're not only giving them the space right but you're also giving yourself that space that that freedom from coming to those judgments within you, which I think then allows you to relate to them better in, in the future, if, so if that made sense. Do you mean, Richard, you're, 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 um, the, the, the difference between the word path and journey? Is that what you're talking about? Or are you saying, whether you say either I, I honor your path or your journey, or I, or I honor how you're moving through life. How, how you're moving through life. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's great. I love that. Don, do you want to add to that? Yeah, the moving through the moving through a transformative, uh, an inner transformation, you know, th that that has to occur because, you know, they they say that karma rides with us from lifetime to lifetime. If you can if you can get behind that idea. And so what you think you think you might have just been behaving wonderfully and you might have been doing something, you know, wonderful, but other people in your environment don't see it that way. And so we all have to kind of look inward and, and say like, well, what do I need to change to have the kind of result, the kind of relationships, the kind of uh, abundance, the kind of health, all these things that I want. And so that, that, that human revolution, uh, we call it anarsanga, it's, it's very real and it, and, it, and it doesn't happen overnight. You have to give it time and you have to water it <laughs> and you have to uh it's a it's a process and uh christine mentioned process before and so you know there's always like uh patience and then a plan and then you can work a process and so I, what i was saying or sharing was that when i was younger there there wasn't a whole lot of the patience so it was harder to formulate a plan and it was harder to stick with a process so those things are all those are all much better now <laughs> i love it Dr. Amy, um, when I was reading these various quotes, the first thing that my heart said, well, wow, that means that I need to trust someone and I also need to be trustworthy. How do you explain to our teen athletes what trust is versus maybe dependency or even a, an unhealthy relationship? How, what's, what's, how do you give a healthy definition of what trust is? 
I think, and I think we'll get into this more in subsequent weeks. So I think for now, it's enough to um, just to start to look for the warning signs for unhealthy relationships. So maybe I'll give you two for this week, and then we can talk about them more next week and add a couple as we go. But um, the first one is often, interestingly, someone who's untrustworthy will begin by making us feel super, super special. And feeling special is great. But if you feel special and afraid, like if they're saying you're so special and without me, you won't be special anymore or without me, your dreams won't come true or you need me. All of those things of like combining specialness and fear, that's one red flag that we can look for. If there's specialness with no fear, you're probably okay. However, if there's specialness that's used to create fear, then that is that you want to start being a little bit more cautious. Beautiful. And on that note, we'll take a quick little break and be right back. Our teen sports radio show. I am your host, Erica Salt of the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Welcome back, back to Teen Sports Radio. And oh. <laughs> we're having I fun guess. on Zoom. Richard Ellsworth is here, and Richard was going to add into our conversation about friendship. Yeah, so so you uh, you introduced all that, um, Dominique, with, with several really great quotes and um, you had mentioned that they were Druid quotes. And um, the very first quote you said was, was, I honor your path. And path is something that is such a big part of the, the way that, that, our, that ancient societies looked at things. And the Druid society in particular was very focused on our relationship with nature, right? And a lot of people think about Druids as people who worship trees. And a Druid would tell you that they don't worship trees, they worship among the trees all together worshiping this one source of all being. And they talk about everything being woven into a network. So everything is connected in a giant fabric and paths and patterns, some of some places they cross, some places they diverge and every single thing is reflected as a mirror in nature. So what's going on with us and the relationships that we have in our lives are all part of this fabric. And very often they happen in ways that are predictable. And in, in Druid philosophy, you can look at what's going on outside in your environment and use that as a way to 
mirror the pattern that is going on in you. So thinking about, okay, this is how I'm feeling in this situation. This is how these people are making me feel. What does nature have to say about that? If I look outside, what in nature is doing this same thing and how is it working? Because we're ultimately reflecting that pattern and it's going back and forth. There's a very integral relationship there. And that's that's kind of what the belief of of these ancient people were, these people who um, had no no other option other than to interact with their environment. And there's a lot of inherent wisdom in that and, and a lot that we can definitely learn from. That's so beautiful. Frequently, I'll tell my kids, go find a tree and sit down against a tree, put your back against the tree, relax and breathe and be present in your body and listen, listen to what your heart is telling you and, and feel the ground and feel the, the nurturing that we get from Mother Earth. It's just profound. Um, that's very beautiful. Very beautiful. Dr. Amy, would you like to add a final thought? Yeah, I think um, it's really important that we're friends to ourselves and that allows us to be friends with others and to distinguish who's, who is a true friend. Beautiful. Well said. Erica, you want to wrap us up? Wow, we're done. Another wonderful show. 2022 is going to be wonderful for everybody. Let's do, let's take some, uh, uh, I don't know. Let's just think about the show today and let's just think about everything that we've learned. And what I've taken most from this show is you got to start from self, right? To love yourself, to love others. How about that? All right. It's been a great show. Looking forward to some more teen athletes next week. God bless you all. See you next week. You're the best. You're the best. You're the best.